Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Well, good morning, Legacy Church family. We're so glad that you are with us this morning, that you took time out of your Sunday morning just to spend time in worship and and devotion with us today. I hope you guys are doing fantastic and that you've had a a phenomenal week. I know that things are kind of getting, seems like they're kind of opening up and maybe getting back to normal a little bit outside of some other things that are going on, but things are happening. And so hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll be back together and maybe meeting together with some, you know, with some rules and some other things that we'll have to apply here if we decide to do that. So we just pray that you just ask you to pray for us as we are making decisions to better you guys and to better us um, in the upcoming days and weeks. But we're excited to be with you this morning. And um, if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to uh, John chapter 4. We're continuing our series on Fixer Upper this week. If you were with us last week, you know, you remember that we talked about the story of two men that they were building their house, and but they were building it on two different foundations. Um, one guy built it on a solid foundation on the rock, and the other guy built it on the sand. And when the storms came, we saw that the only one that was still standing was the, the house that was built on the rock. And so um, your life, your family uh, is, is your house. And it's important to building on something that is going to last, and that when troubles come, that when uh, situations arise in your life that you're not prepared for, when changes happen that maybe that come out of nowhere that we didn't even see coming, uh, it's good to know that your house is built on something that's solid, and it's good that, to know that it's built on um, uh, Jesus Christ. So establishing that firm foundation, that solid foundation, is so important for each and every one of us. I was remember, uh, reminded in Psalms chapter 127, verse 1, it says this, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Is the Lord building your house? That's a good question to ask yourself, to, to reevaluate re- yourself, especially during the times like we're in right now. Is God building your house? Because if he's building your house, when troubles come, as we saw last week, the house will still be standing. So I want to pray for you this morning as we jump into our, our sermon this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for everything that you're doing. God, the things that you're doing behind the scenes that we haven't even seen yet. God, you've been, you've been watching over us. You've been protecting us. God, you've been keeping us safe. And Father, we're so excited about that. God, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for everyone that took time out this morning to to, to watch us there on, on, on their TV in their living room. God, I just pray a special blessing over them today. And Father, we pray that you would open up our ears to hear from you today, God, that when we leave, God, that when we turn off that TV or when we change uh, situations, God, from where we are right now, God, of watching and listening, God, I pray that we would be changed with something, God, by your word that has been challenged with us today. And God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have, like I said, if you have your Bibles, John chapter 4, uh, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm just going to highlight some verses this morning that really stuck out to me about the story. So, so you got the story of the lady at the at the well. The story opens up where where Jesus is leaving and he's going back to Galilee because 
he feels the the Pharisees are in that moment. There's some hostility that's happening because, you know, that he's baptizing more, or they they're saying that he's baptizing more disciples than than John the Baptist was. So there was some hostility that was happening, and so Jesus sensed it. So he decides to leave and to go back instead of staying there and, and having confrontation in that moment. But if you look at verses four through six, it says this. It says, now he had to go to Samaria. So I want you, if you have your, uh, a highlighter or a pen there, I want you to highlight that, that phrase there because it's very important for us to understand that he had to go through Samaria. In verse five, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of, gra of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. So again, that phrase, now he had to go through Samaria, is very, very important part of this story. Because even though that it was the shortest route for people to, to travel through, many people, especially the Jews, would travel around it because they didn't want to have anything to do with that town. They didn't want to have anything to do with the Samaritans. Jews and Samaritans were not kosher to one another. They didn't like each other. So if they were going to travel to another town, they would go around Samaria instead of going through the, the, the town of uh, Samaria. You ever been in a store before and you were on your way to get something specific and you turned down the aisle to go get the item that you were looking for and you saw someone in the distance that you didn't want to talk to, that you didn't want to encounter or that you didn't want to have anything to do with in that moment. And you spun around real quick and you made yourself around all the way to the other side of the store going out of your way just so you wouldn't have to talk to that person. Come on, you know who I'm talking about this morning. You've been there. We've all, we've all done it before. And that's kind of what was happening here. They didn't want anything to do with the Samaritans in that village. So they would go around the long journey just so they would not have to encounter these people. See, the Jews did everything they could to avoid that area. But what I love about the story, that Jesus had to go to Samaria. That when the Jews decided they didn't want anything to do with that town, Jesus says, I'm going to go straight to Samaria. I have to go to Samaria. And here's the reason why. Because there were, there were plenty of people who needed to know who Jesus was. There were plenty of people that didn't know anything about him. And there was plenty of people that were in that town that were hurting. So Jesus had to go to Samaria. He could have went around. He could have took the long journey to the other side. But he decided that he was going to go to Samaria because he knew that there were some people in that town that needed help, that were broken, that were bruised. So he had to go to Samaria. You see, Jesus came for, for all people. Not just certain people, not for just the rich or not for just these people over here, but Jesus came for all people. Romans chapter 10 verses 13 reminds us, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So it doesn't matter who you are, what background you came from, or what side of the street that you used to live on. When Jesus comes into the picture, everybody is the same, that he came for all people. You see, Jesus wanted the people who lived in the Samaria to know that they had value. He wanted them to know that they were worth that their, their life was worth something, that he loved them. And that, that it wasn't just a surface kind of love, 
but it was a deep love that, that would change the hearts of the people. So Jesus went into an area and he started building lives. He, put, he started putting lives back together, lives that felt run down, lives that felt abandoned. He started rebuilding those lives into a beautiful home, into a beautiful life. Like we talked about last week, the fixer-upper. God is the designer and he wants to, he's building your life into something that he sees that's beautiful. You see, Jesus pursued these people. Many times we feel like we're pursuing him, but really, in all honesty, Jesus is pursuing us. Jesus says, I had to go to Samaria. He had to go pursue these people because they needed life change. So Jesus has pursued, is pursuing people. And what I thought about in that moment is this, is that Jesus sends people our way to people to love on us, people to reach out to us, people to help us in times of trouble. And sometimes we don't even think that it's Jesus actually pursuing us, but really it is Jesus sending people in your direction to help you to overcome situations that's in your life. So many of you know today someone that God sent into your life to help you with a situation that was going on. Jesus is always pursuing us. So I want you to understand that this morning. We're the extensions of Jesus' hands and feet. As Christians, God calls us to go as an extension of himself to reach people who are lost. And that's what Jesus did. As an extension of God's hand, he went to Samaria to witness to people and to change people's lives. So there's a few things I want to share with you this morning about this, this passage of Scripture that just really stuck out to me as I read it. Number one is this. Jesus earns the lady's trust. Jesus earns her trust. If you look at verses 7 through 12, it says this. It says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink. If you knew the gift of God and who, it, and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And then she says in verse 11, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you, where can you get our, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who has given us the well and drank from it himself, and did also his sons in his livestock. <clears throat> so in that moment, I want you to picture this. Jesus sitting there at the well. He has just came from a long journey. He's tired, as the scripture tells us. He's just sitting there, and he's resting, and he's waiting for a situation. He's waiting. I don't think that Jesus actually went there to drink water, even though that was part of it, but he went there to meet someone that needed help. Jesus being the first sitting there, he encounters this lady from Samaria. You see, this is not coincidence. Remember, he said, I had to go to Samaria. Jesus knew what he was doing. He went to save lives. So it wasn't a coincidence that Jesus was sitting there at the well, just like today. For, for many of you watching, it's not a coincidence that you're watching this service today. 
But I feel like maybe God sent someone to you or you felt impressed in your, in your spirit to, to check out the service this morning because God wants to do something in your life. It's not a coincidence that God is up to something. That God is always moving and God is always wanting to change lives. So she came to the well in a time of day that she didn't have to run into people. She set her schedule up specifically so she would not have to encounter anyone at the well because of the type of person that she was and because of what people said about her. She came to the well in a certain time of day where she didn't have to talk, in, to, talk to anyone. She has gone to the well at this time daily, every single day, probably knowing that no one will be there. But can I tell you, Jesus was ready to meet her that, there that day. She just thought that she was going to go draw some water and go back home. She didn't know that someone would be waiting for her that could change her life. So as I thought about the story, and as you read the story, you can see that the story, you read through it, it takes about five minutes just to read through that story or even, or even shorter. But, but as I thought about the story, I do believe that, that, it, that in that moment, it took a little bit longer than what we think it actually took by what the scripture says. Because as you look at the story, Jesus is watching her. He's sitting there and he's watching her drop this bucket into the well to draw water from. And he's watching this and he's, and he's waiting for the right moment to ask her a simple question. And then he says, will you give me a drink? Something that was said in that moment. I don't know if it was how he said it or, or maybe, maybe it was his posture in that moment, but something got her attention. And that as she was drawing that water, she brought it up to the top of the well. And what, what stuck out to me is this. Instead of running off, she stayed at the well. Something happened in that moment that caught her attention, that caused her to stay instead of running off. You see, she could have easily gotten the water and went back to her home, but in that moment, something happened that Jesus said and it began to maybe change the situation. You see, in that moment, Jesus broke all kind of barriers. Just talking to her, Jews talking to Samaritans, a man talking to a woman in, in, in public, it, he crossed all kind of barriers in that moment but here's what I, I keep going back to. The statement that he said, I had to go to Samaria. You see, Jesus wasn't worried about barriers. He wasn't worried about crossing over things that people had set up. All he was concerned about was building the life of another person, changing them from the inside out. So Jesus had her attention. He, she felt comfortable and he was gaining her trust. You see, what I thought about later on was that she made a choice to engage in a conversation that led to changing her life. In that moment, she made a choice to engage into a conversation with this man that she really didn't know sitting at the well that led to changing her life. You see, sometimes it's the smallest things that we do that leads to the greatest changes in our life. In that moment, she made a decision not to run away because she encountered someone, but she made a decision to stay and to find out who this man was. 
In verses 9, it says, the, the Samaritan woman said to him, he, she says, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that, that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? And, di and as did also his sons and his livestock. You see, in that moment, what I thought about was Jesus was willing to drink from her bucket just so he had an opportunity to speak into our life. In that moment, he made a decision that when she drew that water up, that he asked for water that she had so that he would have an opportunity to speak into her life. You see, Jesus did something that no one else would do in that moment. He did something that no one was that no one else would do just so he could gain her trust and just so he could minister to her. She felt so comfortable with Jesus there in that moment that she started asking him questions. She started asking him questions trying to find out why first of all why are you talking to me? And where can I get this living water that you speak about? So in that moment, what I thought about was she was looking to change her life. She was wanting something different in her life. And she started asking questions. You see, what started out as a simple question is, has now turned into a full-blown conversation. Why? Because Jesus loves people. Especially those who have been broken and have made crazy decisions and choices. And can I tell you, that's, and this morning, that's all of us. We've all made crazy decisions. We've all made bad decisions. We've all been broken by past relationships, things that have happened to us. Jesus came to reach those kind of people like you and I. No one, he didn't come to reach the perfect. He came to reach the lost. He came to reach the broken and the hurting. So she trusted him. So Jesus started out gaining her trust. Number two is this. After that situation of gaining her trust, Jesus begins to build the house. He has now changed his, his need from water to her need, something that will change her life forever. It started out with him needing water. Now it's changed to her situation in, in her life. A life that was broken that needs to be put back together. Verses 13 says this, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks this water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and so that I don't have to keep coming back here to draw water again She's, she's asking this question, why? Because she's wanting something to change in her life. She addresses Jesus, where can I get this water? Because I'm wanting to do something different. I don't want to keep living this way. I don't want to keep coming back to this situation. I want to be different. So if you've got something that will help me, please tell me what it is. And he told her, go call your husband and come back. And she says, I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, you are right. But when you, when you say that you have no husband, the fact is that you've had five husbands and the man that you're now with is not your husband. 
<clears throat> what you have just said is quite true. She wanted change. She wanted something different in her life. Jesus has built trust with her that she's willing to admit her faults to him in that moment. She's willing to, she's willing to say to Jesus, you are right. I'm that type of person. I have messed up. And the person that I'm with now is not my husband. I have messed up. Why? Because he built trust with her. Trust caused her to open up her life and begin to talk about the problems that was in her life. You see, she didn't run away from the situation, but she tackled it head on. She thought that she was coming just to get water that day, but Jesus was waiting to give her something that would change her life forever. You see, Jesus knew what she needed in that moment, and it was not from found in a bucket, but it was only found in him. So he knew what she needed. So he started the conversation with, can I have a drink? And now he's beginning to build her life into something that he saw But when she came up. He's, he's beginning to build something beautiful in her life. You see, Jesus was like, you see, you live this way for some time and you still keep coming back to that lifestyle. Let me offer you something different that will change your life. You see, you won't have to feel that way anymore. You won't have to live that way anymore. That you can begin to believe in yourself. Why? Because I believe in you. You have value. That's what I felt like he was. It, it doesn't say that, but I could just, I could just see Jesus saying that to her, that, that you can change, that you don't have to keep living this way. You don't have to keep living in the same place that you've always been living in and coming back to the same place that you keep coming back to that you can change why because you're valuable to God you see Jesus pursued her just like he's pursuing you and I Jesus left everything to come to this earth to pursue us and to build and to change lives into something beautiful so she wanted change in her life she wanted something different. Jesus began to build the house. And the last thing is this. Jesus changed her. Now she's wanting to change others. You see what started out as a, a simple conversation between two people that really didn't need to be talking. Jesus gained her trust. And he began to build her house. And now she's wanting to go change other people. If you look at verses 28 through 30, skipping down, it says, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything that I, that I have done. <coughs> Excuse me. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Then it goes on to say in verse 39 through 41, it says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. So he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Do you see that this morning? That, that because of the visitation at the well that day, because Jesus said, I have to go to Samaria. He met a woman who was broken, who was bruised, who was looking for something in her life. 
He met her at the well and he offered her something that would change her life forever. And not only did she choose it, but it began to change her life so much that she was willing to leave what she came for that day and go back into the town to minister to people. See, a woman who was who was visiting the well to draw water, she found life, something that she had never found before up to that moment. Something that would change her life forever. It didn't just make a change on the inside of her, but it made a change on the outside of her as the story tells us. You see, the story started off with a simple question. And at the end of that, that, that story that started off with a simple question ended up leading to a life that was, that, was, that was broken, searching to find something. She found it in a man named Jesus sitting on the edge of the well. It started out with a simple question, but in the end brought change to a person who was lost. You see, this lady in the story started off wanting off not wanting anything to do with people. That's why she decided to go to the well at a certain time of the day. But in the end, she was willing to go back to the same people who she didn't want to have anything to do with at the beginning of the story. Why? Because she met a man named Jesus. He changed her life. He changed things about her, things that maybe not a lot of people knew about her, but he, he knew those things about her life. And she was willing to go back into the town and to share with others what he has just done with her in her so that they could come and meet this man named Jesus. You see, what a fixer-upper story. A, a, a life that was abandoned. A, a, a house that, that has been flipped into something amazing. At the beginning of it, it was just an abandoned house that, that nobody saw value in. But at the end of it, it was a house that, had, that has been flipped, that has been turned completely around, now has value, now has hope, and now is out changing the others that are around her. That's an amazing story. That is a cool story of how Jesus changes her people's lives. And can I tell you this morning, if you're watching this morning and you need change, Jesus can change you. But, the, but the, what, what you and I have to do is we have to make the choice to make the change like she did. Why? Because small decisions lead to some of the greatest changes in our life. Because she chose that day to stay at the well, she ended up walking away a different person. So at this moment, I want you to bow your heads and I want to pray for you this morning. That whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing in your life right now, maybe this is the first time you've watched this or maybe you've heard some sermons in the past from, from you know, just over the couple, couple of last weeks and you've been thinking about making a decision for Christ. Can I tell you this morning, man, right now, right there in your living room, you can find Jesus. And when you find Jesus, Jesus begins to change your life. Find the most important decision that you will ever make in your life. It's found in Jesus, just like this lady did. So right there, I want you to close your eyes and I want to pray for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this message that has been spoken over our lives today. God, I, I pray right now in this moment that God, that whoever is sitting in their living room right now that is needing change, that's looking for something in their life, God, I pray that right now, God, that they would just invite you into their life. That they would just ask you to come into their life right now, God, and be the Lord of their life and to bring change to 
this situation. God, that you would begin to flip this life, that you begin to turn it completely around, Father, to where it's going in the opposite direction than what it's going right now. God, you had to go to Samaria because there were people who needed to know you. God, you had to come to this earth and die on the cross. Why? Because we needed a savior. We needed change. We needed to be fixed up in our life because we, we are all bro- broken and bruised, God. And so this morning, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for that person right now who has made a decision to follow you right there in their living room, God. God, that, that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. God, it's a process that as we would continue on, Father, taking steps, baby steps towards you, God, that you would lead us to something greater and larger in our life as we follow you. So God, I thank you for that today. And God, I give you praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. I want to ask you guys to do something this morning. If you made a decision to follow Christ, if you would just right there in the chat room, you could say, hey, I made a decision to follow you. Just just be praying for me. You can text me. You can email. You can call me or Teresa or any of our staff and say, hey, I, I made a decision. Or you can lean over to the person sitting beside you and say, hey, man, I asked Jesus into my life. Make sure that you tell somebody because it's important to let them know what decision that you just made in your life. God bless you. We love you. And we will see you next week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you. So join us Sundays at 1030 a.m. or Wednesdays at 630 p.m. Have a blessed day.